This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And thank you guys for tuning in yet again for another week of the Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. And if you're on Blog Talk Radio, thank you for checking us out like you always do. And if you're on YouTube, hey, YouTubes, you can see us this week as we are the video podcast. And we, we thought we'd do something special for you guys this week because... Uh, Today, we're recording this on Election mm-hmm. Day, Mark, uh, while the results are coming in or yep. being counted. At this time, the West Coast has yet to be calculated. Mm-hmm. Soon. Soon they will be. The polls are closed. But we decided, you know what? Since it's the day where the nation decides who will lead the free world, let's talk about some guys who uh, NFL teams could be picking mm-hmm. in next year's NFL draft. Maybe to, to lead the franchise forward in the future. Especially with the quarterback position. So it's going to be an entire NFL draft show today. And I can't be any happier because this is my favorite time of the year when we get to talk about the NFL draft. And also a special treat for you guys. I will be this week dropping my midseason NFL mock draft for the 2017 it's the first one, but what we're going to hit in this one, we're going to look at the Cleveland Browns. We're going to look at the Chicago Bears, kind of some quarterback situations that we could see. We'll look at running backs, and then we'll finish the podcast off looking at the defensive players and who could be the highest drafted defensive player in the draft next year. But, Mark, I want to look at the Cleveland Browns first off to start the podcast, and mm-hmm. we are using for our kind of mortar our foundation for this um rod rob rags mock draft from cbs sports i'll put it in the description so you guys can use it as a reference but really with cleveland the one thing i want to talk about is nothing set in stone but there's a pretty good chance the cleveland browns are going to be the number one pick when it's all said and done unless they have like a fucking amazing yeah. end gotta win at to least the a game. season is there a chance that we see Cleveland not only get the number one pick, but decide to say, you know what? We're not going to make the same mistake we did before. We're not going to draft a quarterback number one overall. Well, I certainly think it's possible. You know, I, I definitely think that they've shown uh, with Hugh Jackson, uh, of course, the Wolverine, they've shown that they're thinking differently. They're not thinking the way Cleveland typically mm-hmm. thinks. Uh, and they have Cody Kessler, and he hasn't imp- you know, really impressed anybody, but maybe you want to say, yeah, we can just see and pull in a veteran and let them compete. Because we, we, you know, if we're, we're 0-9 right now. Mm-hmm. We know we're not going anywhere. You know, We're not going to be in the Super Bowl next year. This isn't John Fox. So why don't we just take more time to rebuild? And if you want to take that strategy of kind of rebuilding everything and just basically taking the slow approach building the around and then getting that quarterback in the center to really kind of take it from Mm -hmm. there that would certainly work i mean you're number one overall so you're not gonna probably do anything too crazy but you know if you there's a really talented uh running back out there there's really talented defensive players out there and i don't necessarily disagree with the position for the Cleveland Browns here. I don't disagree with going with a defensive end because 
Pass rushing is incredibly important. Uh, it's when you can get a guy like a J.J. Watt or something like that, or really just get, uh, you know, if we're not going with defensive end, if you get a Von Miller, a guy who can make a quarterback's life hell, mm-hmm. you might not need that quarterback right away. You can still win games because your defense is making an impact. Uh, like I said, I don't necessarily know about the player yet. If I want to agree with Jonathan Allen being number one overall, I think it's a little much, but I can see why they might think about passing on a quarterback. Uh, but of course, when you're number one overall, well, you got it. You got your choice of anybody, right? Well, and that's why for me, if I am Cleveland right now, and of course, I mean the big disclaimer that I didn't say that I guess I have to is this is kind of our first look at the NFL draft. A ton of shit's going to change, of course, between now and when we get to the draft next year in the year of 2017, and. If I'm Cleveland right now, I kind of lean towards the, unless you, and it's going to be difficult because right now, like I said, we're so early in the process, but part of me maybe says, hey, you know what? If you're not sold on a guy, if like a guy like Jonathan Allen or a guy like Miles Garrett, who I like better Mm -hmm. than Allen at that pass rush position, if you're not sold on one of them, if you're not sold on a quarterback, why not trade back? Yeah. Why not do what you did last year? We saw last year the Titans and the Browns both do it. If we see a surge with quarterbacks, if like a Trubisky or a Watson kind of shoot up or a Deshaun Kaiser mm-hmm. just shoot up the draft boards and we're talking about them as top quarterbacks, instead of drafting that quarterback – why not trade back? Because the thing, the Browns are in an interesting situation. You have a head coach. I don't think Hugh Jackson should be chutted. I know on PTI today, I was watching, they were kind of talking about who is more likely to get a second season with their mm-hmm. team, Hugh Jackson or Chip Kelly. I think Hugh Jackson deserves a second season. He does not deserve to get chutted. What did you expect the man to do? I know that we kind of had... The Browns, well, maybe a little bit more hype than they are. We well, I just they'd expected that RG three would be healthy enough to do something for a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I, I was surprised that he got injured so quickly. You know, I, I think that trading back would certainly be a good idea because you got a lot of issues mm-hmm. on this team. This defense is not good. Uh, the running game is not very good. The passing game is not good. So pretty much everything mm-hmm. is not good right now. Uh, and you know, obviously, you have your little gems here and there. But for me, I look at a team that's giving up 30 points a game, and I say you need to either hit quarterbacks or you need guys to take the ball away because your defense is not going to stop anybody from scoring points. And that's where I was going to get. If you are going to make a pick, let's say you get the number one pick because it's not set in stone. So if they get the number one pick, the two guys I would lean at, I would not go quarterback because – I feel like the quarterbacks they have on the roster, I think Cody Kessler can do a fine job. I think Kessler can do a fine job. You still do have RG3 even though he's injured. I think that even Kevin Hogan showed flashes of someone who can at least be a placeholder while you next year then go Mm -hmm. for maybe that guy who's the franchise. But for me, it's either... Take your pick, Miles Garrett, the guy who you can put on the line with Carl Nassib and Danny Shelton and maybe have Miles Garrett 
be on that right hand, that right defensive end side mm-hmm. coming in and rushing the passer, or you go with the guy, and I know that right now on the CBS mock draft, he's fifth overall, but he's a guy that I can see climbing is Jabril Peppers. He's a kind of safety cornerback, linebacker, kind of a hybrid. Mm-hmm. He kind of Pure plays athlete. the yeah, he plays that star position, which mm-hmm. was it's a safety linebacker hybrid for the Michigan Wolverines. He's just a guy that can do it all. He can play linebacker, he can play safety, cornerback, he can mm-hmm. return the ball for you and be an explosive return guy. He can even play wide receiver for you if you need him to on offense. That is a guy to me where just because of his versatility, I think that he'd be able he, – he'd be a guy where I'd be like, let's take a look at Jabril. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a pure athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you got to love. You can do anything with this man. And uh, you can kind of mold him a little bit too to get what you want. And this defense is – you know, they, they need enough help to where you can put him in different places and see what works out, see where the team is best off, mm-hmm. and that'll be something that helps out. That'll be uh, a plus in any situation where you put him. Sure, Peppers, I think, would be a great idea because, like I said, 30 points a game, this team is one of the worst, you know, uh, at stopping the other team from scoring the ball. So you got to do something to help out. And like I said, you're either hitting quarterbacks or you're getting someone to take the ball away. Peppers can really do either one. He can get to a quarterback, but or he can be back there taking the ball away, hopefully, or at least stopping them and hopefully getting some three and outs uh, or short drives. So, sure, that would be a great idea. You know, I, I definitely think that Cleveland might be scared to take a running back, but you can't ignore the possibility of a Fournette to really drive this— uh, control the ball, drive the team forward, mm-hmm. be very steady because we're seeing, uh, well, two years ago we saw it with Todd Gurley. This year we saw out of Melvin Gordon finally came and played the way he should. You know, you see these guys who can really help that team go forward. Uh, you know, you hope you find an Adrian Peterson from not too long ago. Fournette could be an Adrian Peterson type talent. Mm-hmm. He could be. The one big red flag is that he's gotten a lot of carries in college. So coming into the pros, you've already got that wear and tear by being Mm -hmm. used so much, having 30-plus carries in some games in college. That's the only thing that's concerning. But he's got the talent to be an AP-type level running back. Yeah, and fortunately, you know, I guess I should say unfortunately, you know, the the Cleveland Brown aren't in the best shape Mm -hmm. uh, to really protect a runner or to protect a quarterback. Um, But this is one of those positions where you get that good – Running back, you Takes don't need the best quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, Kessler can do mm-hmm. a better job, uh, or a, a McCown-type talent can do a much better job when you have that running back supporting you. Lean on the running back, then maybe go to some play action. Control the ball, so that way that 30 points a game gets a little lower. Not because your defense is your automatically defense is better. Off the field, though. They're healthier. Yeah, yeah they're they're more rested. They're mm-hmm. play, are performing better out there. That's, to me, the three, like... To me, I would go defense. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm leaning defense. And like I said, Garrett and Peppers would be my guys. But I was going to bring up Fournette before you brought him up because that would be, like, to me, way early on when we did the way too early mock draft, Yeah, my first thought was I didn't think the Eagles were going to be any good. So I thought that the Browns were going to get an additional pick mm-hmm. in the top five. So I'm like, man, go defense, go Leonard Fournette. You're going boom, boom two punches, and 
as of right now, if everything holds, that second Brown pick would be around the 17 area, so the late teens, mm-hmm. with how Philly's going right now. And um, the CBS mock draft has them going with Cunningham, the inside linebacker from Vanderbilt. I don't know if I'm too sold on that one. I mean, I know any defensive help is good help, but... I would rather take a guy like Barnett in that situation, get mm-hmm. some flexibility, and then I know we were just talking about Peppers with flexibility, uh, but get some get some uh, some versatility in a guy who can play defensive end, who can play outside linebacker. He's going to rush the quarterback. That's what you want. You want mm-hmm. an edge rusher. If you're not getting one in the beginning of the draft, this is your second opportunity. And I don't want to say it's your last opportunity because I don't want to go too, mm-hmm. uh, too extreme here, but it's going to be one of your – you're definitely going to see the drop off once you get into the – out of the first round between those edge rushers. So this is a guy who's still going to have the explosiveness. He's still going to be that big, huge athlete who uh, not only can he get his hand up, deflect the ball, but he's going to get around and actually hit the quarterback, which is what you need. So I think if you go with like a uh, – well, really, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. If you want to hit 1-2 on defense, go, and ha- go ahead and get somebody mm-hmm. on the defensive backside, then go forward and get your defensive end – outside linebacker be a really good way to I think shore up two positions get that young versatility See, out there I'm almost on the other side of it mm-hmm. I'm almost on get your pass rusher first because I, I I know that we haven't like we haven't dove into or dived in dove in what you guys know what I mean we haven't gotten into mm-hmm. the film enough to really make like because when the season's over and we have all the tape in the world, we're going to dive into it and we're going to nitpick these guys yeah. and we're going to find weaknesses. I mean, remember Leonard Fournette? We thought this guy was going to be better than he is. And it's like, wow, he actually has some flaws that he's got to work on. I think as of right now, Miles Garrett is going to be one of the best pass rushers, not just in this draft. But he's a guy that I think is going to step onto an NFL team and be a franchise changer. That's what I think he can Mm -hmm. do. So if I'm the Browns right now, I'm thinking, you know what? Let's go with Garrett early and then kind of staying the same way you were saying. You know Mm -hmm. what? I know Christian McCaffrey's there, but we don't need to go running back. Let's go cornerback and a nice one that it'll be interesting to see where he goes come draft time. Desmond King, the cornerback out of Iowa, because this is a guy who I know this year Iowa's been not struggling, but they haven't been as good as they were a year ago. But this is a guy who, yes, he has the physicality, he has the ball skills, and he can intercept the ball, and that's something like you were talking about. He's Mm -hmm. a guy that can get you takeaways get the defense off the field, and get your offense right back on the field. Yeah. Or a guy like Tabber, of course, out of Florida, who is exactly the same situation. Mm-hmm. He's going to intercept the ball. Uh, takeaways are huge. Anything you can do to get your defense off the field, get your offense back on there. That's what's important in this situation. Um, and like I'm, uh, like we both agreed before, Cleveland's mm-hmm. not in a situation where you plug the quarterback in and you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, so building up that defense is great. Or if you want to get some running back in there, something like that too. I th- just think that as always, and this is the problem Cleveland falls into too often, 
when you're up towards the top, it's too hard to not take that quarterback. The temptation's real, man. You've got that guy who's there, but you gotta you gotta think about some of those teams that might want to trade up. If it's an Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, if it's the New York Jets wanting to trade up, if it's the Chicago Bears for some reason wanting to get ahead of the mm-hmm. 49ers. There's a lot of teams there that do need quarterbacks, depending on how the rest of the season goes, depending on how the combine and the interviews go. There might be a team that is willing to trade up where you can stay in the top 10, Mm -hmm. and then you're still going to be able to get your good edge rusher. You're still going to be able to get possibly a good running back or a good corner or safety. You're going to get something. Ideally, trading back, I think, is always the right situation. Um, There's not that... Number one guy, there's no way in hell you can pass him up mm-hmm. in this draft. So go ahead and go back if you can. But Cleveland, they're two, you know, you got two picks in the first round. You're in a no lose situation. I shouldn't say that because Cleveland, of course, there's a good <laughs> chance they can lose, but you're in a really good spot. Just make the, you know, make the smart decisions, improve the team. Don't go for the home run right now. Get your guys on base. And we'll we'll get them home later. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll build the t- whole team and take the slower approach as to uh, as opposed to what Cleveland has always tried to do, which is just give us that quarterback and he's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. I know, and it. then he doesn't exactly, and then get us the next quarterback. But I want to move on into some of the quarterbacks, and before we do, Brown fans, onside kick fans, let us know down below what you guys think. Is this the year the Browns maybe? Fight the odds and not go with a quarterback. What do you think the Browns should do if they do get that number one overall pick in the NFL draft? But I want to move on kind of into the quarterbacks, but revolving around a special team that some would say we talk about too much, but it's because we live in the area and a lot of us here at you Most guys Valuable keep Podcast, giving those thumbs up. A lot of us at Most Valuable Podcast are bear fans. I think I'm the only one that is yeah. not a well, bear fan. I, I think the the thing too is you guys know how this works. Those thumbs up. You mm-hmm. guys keep giving us thumbs up on those and bear videos, and you and... keep commenting. We like the discussion. Uh, you know, if you really want other teams to be talked about more, thumbs up those videos. Well, Get more comments on them. And that's one thing I'll go into. That is a, what this is. It's a discussion. Yeah. It's not just us sitting here talking. It's us talking, bringing it to you. You guys discussing it in the comment section with us, but. The Bears, the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, right now on this mock draft, the Bears are sitting at number three, and the CBS mock draft has them at three, taking Deshaun Watson. And Mark, is this the right? Would this be the right move for the Bears? Do you have to take a quarterback this early to possibly replace, well, it wouldn't be possibly, it would be replacing Jay mm-hmm. Cutler. Here's my problem with Deshaun Watson uh, in in Chicago. It's that John Fox doesn't want a mobile quarterback. John Fox doesn't want dual threat. Mm-hmm. John Fox wants his safe dink and dunk, let's control the game, let's move up the field. I don't think John Fox is the guy who wants that mobile quarterback who's going to take over the game. He wants that Peyton Manning, we're going to make smart decisions, we will take the shot when it's time to take the shot, but we're just going to slowly, methodically move. Mm-hmm. That is what a John Fox offense is. He wants the run game to be well. Of course, Deshaun Watson obviously is going to help the mm-hmm. run game, but I just can't see, assuming that John Fox is still the coach of the Chicago Bears, uh, you know, getting a second win, and of course, you know that's going to help. Uh, not by too much. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but Really, it comes down to this for me. If John Fox is our coach, 
I don't want Deshaun Watson because I don't think it's going to be a good marriage. And when you got this quarter, uh, when you got this coach who's drafting his guy, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. And I don't want to fall into the trap of John Fox gets fired, Deshaun Watson's not being as successful. All right, then the next coach he goes and wants his guy instead. I don't want to fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. Here's how I see it: if what you're saying and John Fox is the guy where he wants the Peyton Manning like. The dink and dunk, okay, we're going to take our shot here. I don't want the mobile quarterback. Then for Deshaun Watson, the interview part of the combine Mm -hmm. is going to be the most important part for Watson and the Bears because Watson, if you watched him last year, you'd say, oh, he's a dual-threat quarterback. But coming into this year, Watson even came out and said – I'm not a dual threat quarterback. I don't want to be known as a dual threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he's been kind of backing off on that. If that's one of the things where Watson's like, I don't want to be that. And the bears are like, you know what? We can win with your talent. Then sure. Watson could be the guy. But the thing that I'm thinking about for the bears, and this is all depending on, let's say for the sake of argument, they have the number three pick like they do in this mock draft. Don't go quarterback at number three. Same thing we said for the Browns. Do not go quarterback. Because the one thing that I think you can do is, I mean, depending on what the Browns do, depending on what the Niners do, I think the Niners take a quarterback. I think they, like a Chip Kelly guy, looks for like a Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. or a Brad Kaya, a guy to fit his system. Cleveland gets a pass rusher, most likely Miles Garrett. That means the Bears, you can go another pass rusher to pair up with Floyd. You can go Jabril Peppers to put in your secondary. You're not going to go Leonard Fournette, mainly because I think that Bears fans and Ryan Pace and the Bears staff like what you're getting out of Jordan Howard. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily go Fournette. Maybe, I mean, you can go for a wide receiver like a Ross or if you have Juju Smith um, ranked that high. But basically what I'm saying is you don't have to go quarterback at three. Go something else. Go anything, even trade back. And right now, a guy who isn't even in the first round of this mock draft, who might not even be in the first round that you can snab at the beginning of the second round, who I'm looking right here on um, Todd McShay's kind of where he's ranking the quarterbacks. It's a guy who's a tier two quarterback in this draft who he's got that gunslinger mentality, Chad Kelly. Yeah, I think Chad Kelly is a little tempting uh, because you know you can sit back and probably grab him. Uh, Assuming that these other guys don't climb in or climb up even higher, and then mm-hmm. you get a Paxton Lynch-like situation. Uh, so what I was going to kind of go for is, once again, it's tempting when you're up there, especially if the Bears have the first pick to just mm-hmm. take your quarterback. Um, you do still have time on Jay Cutler's contract. Hoyer hasn't 
looked good. But well, the, he hasn't looked great, but he hasn't looked bad. But the thing with Jay Cutler's contract, isn't it if you cut him this offseason, you don't mm-hmm. have to pay him? Well, the guaranteed money is basically taken care of at this point. So, but the thing with that, too, is sure, you're going to pay a good amount of money, but you can keep him, and the guaranteed money is still gone. Mm-hmm. So you can tr- delay that further. At one, you know, in some way, I'm going to say there's really no point in continuing to delay getting rid of Jay Cutler because we know he's not the future. Uh, you know, but at the same time, do you really want Brian Hoyer leading your offense? Brian Hoyer's had a lot of trouble getting when he's actually in the red zone scoring mm-hmm. for the team, and that's that's an issue unless you just want to tank all the time. Uh, but the offense itself has quite a bit of issues that need to get worked out. I, this is another situation where I don't think just getting the quarterback is going to be the solution to the problem. What I would love to see is for the Chicago Bears to take Peppers. And a big reason why is I remember the last time the Chicago Bears took a safety. Because Kyle uh, Fuller hasn't been uh, Well, Kyle up. Fuller sucks. Yeah. Uh, well, he doesn't suck. He I don't want to get li- too crazy. He hasn't been living up to what you guys were what hoping we he would be. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say the last time the Chicago Bears drafted a safety, but the last memorable safety mm-hmm. being Brian Erlacher, who turned into an amazing middle linebacker, <laughs> future Hall of Famer. So Jabril Peppers could be the same thing. He plays linebacker. Well, he's very versatile. Linebacker, yeah. Yeah, and we don't need him to be a linebacker, but if he can be that tough guy mm-hmm. safety, uh, or he can just be a really versatile corner, because we mm-hmm. do need some help at corner, that would be great. And he's a guy who can ca- occasionally move in a little bit uh, at the linebacker position if you want him to creep up. It's just an option that is so versatile and on that defensive side of the ball, which currently is probably one of the few good things about the team, Mm -hmm. that I think it's tough to pass up. And you're saying quarterback, and I know we all say quarterback, and I've jokingly said it for so long. Guys got to remember, I like to make jokes. Um the Bears number one overall. I've been saying that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Jokingly, I obviously don't want my team to be shitty. But uh, you know, when you're when you're this high up, like sure, we want to get that quarterback, but it's just it's not gonna solve all the problems. Well, and another reason why I think taking a guy like Jabril Peppers in the first round and then mm-hmm. maybe trying to see because the one thing that's interesting is Ryan Pace proved last year if he wants a guy. He's not afraid to go up and get him, even if it's a spot or two. What I think the Bears could end up doing is kind of, I mean, if you still have Jay Cutler at this point, maybe you can package him in for a trade maybe, but take Jabril Peppers at third overall, Mm -hmm. boom, you got your guy for the defense, either hard-nosed safety or can come in and help out at the linebacker position. Then late First round, maybe early second round, depending on how he falls, I think you look for a guy like, I'm going to say Chad Kelly again, because, yeah, he's got that gunslinger mentality. Is maturity right now a little bit of a red flag? Yes. But when you look at the old Miss system mm-hmm. and you look at a lot of, they ran a lot of half-field reads and a lot of quick screens, that's what you were talking about. Yeah. That's not exactly it, but that's but what, it works. That's what you're talking about. Our John, I want to say Mike Fox. John Fox is the guy who dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, boom, throw it down the field. Mm-hmm. Chad Kelly could fit that pretty well for John Fox. Yeah, and I think that the, the biggest thing right now, if the draft was today, mm-hmm. the biggest thing for the Chicago Bears is we're not scoring points. 
That's the biggest issue. I mean, obviously, the biggest issue is really injury, um, but that's not going to be necessarily fixed through the draft. Mm-hmm. We're not scoring points. We're really, really struggling at that. So how do we fix that? And this early in the draft, you know, you're not going to take Fournette because the Bears are pretty good at running back. There's not really anything that's going to solve that problem, number three overall. So just if you're not scoring points, make sure the other team's not scoring points. I hate to be John Madden here, but if you're going to mm-hmm. only score so many points, you got to make sure the other team is below that if you want to win games. So just shore up the defense. The defense is finally coming alive in Chicago. It's finally doing what we've kind of expected them to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just keep keep hitting home. Just keep driving it. And the one guy you're going to hear a lot of, especially you guys from Sean Anderson, as we get closer and closer and actually into the draft process, is a Deshaun Kaiser. And to me, would Deshaun Kaiser be a good fit for the Bears? Probably not. And at this point, like I said, a lot of things can change. But right now I'm looking at it. The main reason why Deshaun Kaiser would be a fit is he's from Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Chicago's football team is basically Notre Dame. You ever be on the south side, you see Notre Dame hats all the time. And the one reason why I say he would not be a good quarterback for the Bears is, yeah, he's got the intelligence, yeah, he's got the physical ability, but he doesn't have the accuracy within the pocket. And that's something, like you said, with John Fox, doesn't want that athletic quarterback. He doesn't Mm -hmm. want that guy who's going to make plays with his feet. He wants the guy who, in the pocket, dink and dunk, okay, now we're going to take a shot down the field, hand it off to the running back as well, especially when you got a guy like Jordan Howard. I had to bring him up because I know that you're going to hear a lot of Kaiser's name, especially from Sean here at Most Valuable Podcast whenever we talk about the Bears. But before we move on, is there any quarterback kind of um, name that we didn't talk about with the Bears that you think, yeah, that's a guy that we could look at? No, I really, uh, you know, of course, if something happens to where a guy like Trubisky is really mm-hmm. climbing up, I mean, he's a guy who you'd love because he's accurate. And right now, mm. CBS has him going to the Cardinals, I want to say, at nine. Number nine, yeah. he he's a, he's a very accurate passer, and he's going to have the strong arm as well mm-hmm. if he needs it. Um, it's one of those things where three, currently, we're sitting here, from what we know, three is too early for the guy, mm-hmm. uh, but you know he's not going to be there when you're in the second round. So unless you pull off some type of trade situation, maybe you can go back and grab him. Um, if you trade down from three, sure, that's possible. He would work. Right now, with the situation that the Bears are in, I really expect a guy like Chad Kelly to be the answer. Um, he's going to be a pretty pretty accurate fit for John Fox and what he wants to do. And also just kind of, let's say John Fox even goes away, pretty accurate fit for what a lot of coaches would be willing to do mm-hmm. with the talent that Chicago has. You know, you can't ignore Jordan Howard. Alshon Jeffrey's going to be out the door as soon as probably possible. Kevin White's probably never going to play. I don't know. He's injured all the time. <laughs> uh, so you got Zach Miller, a good tight end. You got a good running back, and you have some all right wide receivers. You're not going to get a guy who comes in here and saying, you know, we're going to air it out all the mm-hmm. time. This is not going to work. Uh, and you don't want then Deshaun Watson to be in that situation who has to take it upon himself 
getting himself hurt, doing an RG3 type of situation. You know, one of those type of quarterbacks where they end up ruining their own careers. That's the big thing that I would be scared of. Well, and before we move on, the one thing that I can't I, – I can't wait to get into these quarterbacks. Like, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks, A lot of quarterback talks to uh, The quarterbacks to me are the most interesting part because I love diving into the comparisons, the profiles, the film. Like looking at Carson Wentz and Jared Goff last year mm-hmm. was like my favorite part of the entire draft and absolutely falling – me falling in love with Carson Wentz. And just being like, yep, that's going to be a guy who does stuff. That's going to yeah. be a guy who does stuff. I can't wait for when we get – because right now it's too early to say, yeah, that's a guy who can lead the team. Unless it's like an Andrew Locke, but we don't have one of those no, in not, this, not this draft. Time. So before we move on, Bears fans, NFL fans, let us know down below what you guys think. Is this the year where the Bears find their answer at the quarterback position in the NFL draft? We're going to move on, though, to our third topic And we're going to look at running backs. And in the CBS mock draft, we have three first-round running backs. Mm -hmm. Kind of high, medium, and low. We've got the fourth overall pick, Leonard Fournette, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts at 11, taking Dalvin Cook. And then down near the bottom, we have the Lions at 20, going towards a Christian McCaffrey we already talked a little bit about Fournette with the Brown side. He's obviously the number one mm-hmm. back in this yeah. draft class. But with Dalvin Cook and McCaffrey, these are two backs that have had kind of an off season this year after good um, mm-hmm. 2015 campaigns. And I don't want you to forget, of course, Royce Freeman from Oregon. He's going mm-hmm. to Seattle Seahawks in this situation at 26. Uh, so there's four running backs going here. For a while, the popular talk is don't do it. You know, don't draft a, a running back in the first round. Get did, one of those guys later. Who did it take, Mel? Who did it take, Mel? Right? Because you know Mel Kuyper don't like running backs in no, the first round. He doesn't. He hates it. <laughs> and I don't necessarily disagree with him because you constantly see these other guys doing it or you mm-hmm. see the running back by committee. Of course, you can't ignore Todd Gurley two years ago. You can't uh, ignore Melvin Gordon now. Well, and that was the draft class where the Melvin Gordon one where he was mm-hmm. like, you don't take one this early. No, no. Uh, and, you know, for Melvin Gordon a couple of years ago, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess Mel was right. Now, yeah, I guess Mel is wrong. Yeah. It really, it doesn't matter. I mean, the draft ends up being a crapshoot half the time anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, four running backs in the first round. Hell no. It's not going to happen. No fucking way. Um now, of course, we all know Fournette's going to go in the top 10. You know, there's a good chance he's top five. He's going to be really, really high up there. I think that if, well, if this order plays out, oh, this one's interesting. If this order plays out, there's a chance he might not be top five, only because the thing with Jacksonville that I wanted to just touch really quickly, it's going to depend what they think. Are they going to go defense? Are they going to give up on TJ Yeldon this early? Like, they got TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory. Ivory's been hurt and ill for most of this season, so you haven't got any return on that investment, that free agent investment. Are you willing to give up on that so soon? Basically, it's how how important do you think getting Blake Bortles a weapon is? And in this situation, I think that they – Sit with what they got. They go defense, maybe a wide receiver, even though they got two of those. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not going to go tight end that that high up. No, probably not. 
I think they go defense, and I think that he maybe ends up Carolina at seven, but more so uh, there's no way he drops out of the top ten. I would say that he would go Carolina at seven. They would. There's no way he would go past seven. Because mm-hmm. only because the Titans have two running backs and Demarco and Derrick Henry. Yeah, although you know Carolina in this situation, they got a lot of things they got to fix too on mm-hmm. that defensive side of the ball right now. Uh, surprisingly, mm-hmm. um, but that offense is got a ways to go too. Got to get some of that pressure off Cam. But anyways, uh, no, I, I would definitely say four is too much. Uh, Fournette, sure, but we're looking at guys. You know, we're looking at guys like Cook, who like you're saying before. Not doing as well as many people would have expected, mm-hmm. and I you can't really necessarily ignore that when you're an NFL team. You know you can't ignore that you had the flash, and now it's trailing off because if you go to this guy and you want him to be your your featured back, a guy who's out there maybe three downs, maybe even just two downs, it makes you a little bit nervous. Now if you can put him in a committee type of situation mm-hmm. or at least have somebody who's good enough to take some of the pressure off yeah that would be a great situation for a guy like cook who i'm not saying that he needs to be in this but who is showing that little bit of regression or showing that maybe it was a flash in the pan year i think that the thing with cook the cook is the one where i think it's more on the team i think florida state's a little bit lesser i mean dealing with a freshman quarterback this year the one thing I do like is I kind of like that Indianapolis spot mm-hmm. because Cook's a guy who can, of course, he's going to do it on the ground first, but he's a guy you can hit in the pass game as well. And when you got a guy like Andrew Luck, why not get him a running back who well, is he needs not a just lot a, of help? For sure. not just a runner, but can be a receiver yeah. as well. I mean, we can't ignore, of course, the uh, the all-purpose yards record mm-hmm. for for Cook uh, a couple years back, but. That would definitely be beneficial for for a guy like uh, for a guy like Andrew Luck, but I know there's a team out there who there's no way they're going to be at 16. But I think a team like the Green Bay Packers would love Chopping if a guy like bit. Cook was falling like that, especially with the Eddie Lacy injury and. But pairing they up, trade for you know, Niles Davis, and that doesn't pairing be- up Eddie Lacy with a guy like Cook is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you can That's have a great your, combination. You can have a pounder up the middle and then a speedster guy and cook. And that's exactly we're talking about how much it would benefit Andrew Luck, but think about how much of a benefit that'd be for mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. You know, we just talked about it last week when we had uh TK Goldsmith on the show. Yep. And he was saying that when the Packers were successful, they had a running back. Mm-hmm. Now that they don't have that good running game, they're not successful. Uh, more stuff to it, but there's a simple explanation right there. So go ahead and get that. Yeah, of course, the Green Bay Packers have quite a few things that they could shore up and get improvements on. But help out Aaron Rodgers. Get him something. Get him an, an additional weapon. Let the pressure be taken off of him, and that would be huge. That would be a fantastic choice right there. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't necessarily think that well, I know that four running backs isn't going to happen. I don't even know if I can agree with three. I'm really not sure if I can think well, that McCaffrey is going to be in the first round as well. Here's the thing about McCaffrey, and I honestly think, and this is, I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to say it again. It's early. Of course, after we dive into the film and we take a deeper look at these guys, things may change. But right now, I have a weird feeling 
that Christian McCaffrey is going to get drafted as a running back but converted into a wide receiver. Because if you look at you look at his time, he's been in Stanford, yeah, he can run the ball, but really he's been known for his receiving yards and the big catches that he has. I think that eventually an NFL team looks at him, drafts him as a running back, but then goes, you know what? You would be more well-versed well, well as a receiver, and maybe the Lions do fit that then because they can kind of say, you know what? Maybe we don't have to have you as running back. We can have you as a wide receiver and let Stafford use you mm-hmm. as a weapon that way. Yeah, I mean, you could go for something like that for sure. Uh, you know, I, I think injuries, of course, is a concern. He has had a couple of those. And when you're going in the first round, I don't know if you want to do that, especially if you're going to be a team that you, you want to get this guy not just as, you know, additional help. You're getting a guy who you are hoping is going to really take the the leadership role, mm-hmm. take the, the feature role. And for a team like Detroit, I don't think you can just ignore those injuries. you got to have some concern there, especially when Detroit, who I know, guys, we didn't give Detroit enough love last week <laughs> when we talked about the NFC North. We kind of un, uh, just ignored them. But they're a team that's good. They're a team that's ready to take that next step forward. And to to go in the first round and get somebody who might not be there all the time, you can never predict injuries, but mm-hmm. at least we have a little bit more of a short thing here. It makes me nervous for them. And I think you'd want something that's going to be more sure thing, a guy you know who's going to be out there. And I just don't think you should risk it in that case. Well, and two of the teams I'm looking at, and here's going to be the interesting thing when it comes to running backs. And really this goes for the entire the entire draft, but I'm going to use it in this conversation. How many times do we think, oh, this team's going to go with this position? And then they shock us and go somewhere else. Yeah. What if these guys fall? And just cook in just cook in McCaffrey. The thing about Fournette I did want to throw out there is Jacksonville at four could be in a situation where, hey, you know what? Why don't we field some offers? Who wants Leonard Fournette? Mm-hmm. Basically we hold the kings of the kingdom and if nobody takes if nobody bites, then we draft him ourselves and we got yeah. the best rusher in the draft. But what if Cook and McCaffrey fall. Two teams that I think could go out there and maybe go after them. First, the Baltimore Ravens. The thing with them is they do have Terrence West that they got over from Cleveland. They did draft Kenneth Dixon, the guy from Louisiana Tech just last year. How do you think he's going to develop in that system? Is he ever going to be a big part of that team? And the other one being a team that hasn't had a running back in a while or has had injuries to it, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Maybe those are two teams that say, you know what? These guys are here. Let's take them. Yeah, it's definitely possible. You know, I, I just kind of look at it and I don't think that, I don't want to say that teams don't value the running back position because, of course, that's not true. But I think that right now you're going to see a lot of teams that want to give their quarterbacks weapons. You have mm-hmm. a lot of young quarterbacks that need those weapons. You have a lot of teams that need to make splashes on defense, know that that pass rusher. Because, I mean, right now the NFL is really, if it's not a quarterback, maybe not a wide receiver, it's really hot on the pass rusher. If you can get a pass rusher, someone who's going to hit a quarterback, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of teams want to go for. 
Um, so I, I think that it just drives down the need and the desire for those running backs to where a guy like McCaffrey, no. You know, you're, you're going to see those guys. A guy like Royce, I, I don't think we're going to see them either. Yeah, and when you said, like, I totally forgot about him at the bottom, and I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, Royce Freeman's a guy that we thought was going to be a lot better at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Then I, I think your your first mock drafts have a lot of that to them. This mm-hmm. where you sit there while you're doing them, and you're like, "Well, I thought this guy should have been better." Uh, so I'm still kind of weighing last season into this it. This is the time you pick the guys you like. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that I kind of want to throw out here, this is as a dark horse who's not on this mock draft, and I mean, kind of having a quiet season coming back from injury. I mean, I know he started out with a 200 yard game and two touchdowns against North Carolina. But I think as we go through, and this is all if he comes out, he's being he's a junior, so there's not even a guarantee that he comes out. But if Nick Chubb uh-huh. declares for the draft, running back out of Georgia, he's a guy that I think people could look at because before he had his knee injury at the end of 2015, he's a guy that could be explosive and teams could look at and he could definitely rise to like a late first round, early second round kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know when he when he's looking at guys like Cook, when he's looking at guys like Fournette. I don't know if he wants to to clear for the draft this year. Mm-hmm. He might want to stick around. And a big part of it, of course, too, is how's his team going to do? You know, mm-hmm. you're definitely in competition for a national championship. You don't win it this year. Maybe you wait around and try and win and it next year. Georgia's not going to be. Look, you know, Georgia's had a down year. They're Kirby. They're smart not getting year. back into the yeah. playoffs now. Th- that's exactly the situation of if you wait a year, you're back in contention. Your mm-hmm. team's going to be better next year. We all kind of. W- well, I, I would. I don't want to say that everybody expected Georgia to be better, but I think a lot of people were thinking this team would at least kind of be in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the way it's going. So next year. I think you're right back in there. So maybe you wait. Maybe you wait. Let a guy like Fournette get drafted. Let a guy like Cook get drafted. Come back next year. Do him better. Get your team to a playoffs. Make that big showcase. And then maybe you can be that guy who goes early. You know, maybe you'll be Mm -hmm. the number one guy next year. Well, and you guys know the spiel. You guys let us know what you guys think. Down below in the comment section kind of spark this conversation. What do you think of the running backs early on that could be seen in this 2017 NFL draft. We'll move on, though, to our last topic, and we talked enough about offense. We talked quarterbacks. We talked running backs. We kind of mentioned some defensive players in that Brown segment, but I want to end the show and the podcast, Mark, on one simple question, and I'll throw it out to you because I have no one else to throw it out to. Who will be the highest-drafted defensive player Mm -hmm. when we get to May? Early on. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be Miles Garrett. It has to be. It's got to, it's got to be. You love having a, a defensive end. You love having a pass rusher. You ha- love having a guy who creates havoc. You know, that's what you really want. You want that. Mm-hmm. The player that other teams are kind of afraid of. You know, you want that quarterback to say, I got to get this ball out of my hand fast because Miles Garrett's coming around and he's going to hit me. I don't really know why Jonathan Allen is the number one pick. In, in this mock draft? I have, no, I have no idea. I don't really understand no pu- putting him over Miles Garrett. Um, you know, I I, I I don't see what it is, but what it what this is going to be to me is 
he's going to be the guy who because we were having the Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago Bears. One of these teams is not taking a quarterback, assuming there's no trades. Probably mm-hmm. multiple teams are not taking quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So whichever one does not want the quarterback is going to take Miles Garrett, right? Because he's not going to stick around long. Let's say Cleveland goes with a quarterback. San Francisco goes for a quarterback. Yeah, sure, the Chicago Bears don't need Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. But the, your quarterbacks just went. Why not trade back in that situation? There'll be plenty of teams that are sitting there going, what the hell is this guy still doing on the board? Let's get up there and let's go grab him. So I don't even think they're really falling as much of a potential for him. I still think that even if quarterbacks go ahead of him, a team is going to swoop in and he's going to be that number one defensive pick. Well, and the big thing right now, the reason why I think that CBS has Allen as the number one pick over Garrett is because of the ankle injury that Miles Garrett has dealt with so far this season. However, and like it says right here, I'm reading it and I'll read it to you guys, but is a proven difference maker when healthy. That's going to, tr- when we get to the draft, that's going to trump all. Look no, at, for sure. Look at Jadavion Clowney. Look at him. Injured. Number one overall. Yeah. Doesn't like, matter. When, when you have a talent, especially at the pass rush position, you take that. You yeah. don't kick a gift horse in the mouth. And that's what this would be, especially like right now, number one overall, the Browns. I don't kick a gift horse in the mouth. I go ahead and take Garrett, even if he doesn't play day one. And I know that you're probably saying, well, Ricky, how did that work out for the Jaguars who took Dante Fowler? He got injured. Um, I know his was more he got injured after he was drafted. And now it's kind of like Dante who mm-hmm. and that Jaguar team. But Well, even uh, Joey Bosa proved it, guy who mm-hmm. had some, some injury issues, and he still was drafted really early by the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a position, though, that you need because as the quarterback has more and more importance – in the NFL, because it is a passer's league, I don't need to tell you guys that. But because of that, you need to get that guy who can get after the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and even though I think Miles Garrett obviously is the best defensive player on mm-hmm. the board, he's going to probably be taken uh, as the top defensive player. I think you guys have figured out who my favorite defensive player is, and that's going to be Peppers here. Uh, just for the versatility, just I love that any team can draft this guy and use him. But I don't know, and here's the thing, I don't know if a defensive back, I know that he can also play linebacker, so that mm-hmm. may help him out. I don't know if a defensive back can rise to number one over a pass no, rusher. No, I don't think that he can He can surpass the pass rusher. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're thinking about one of those top picks, you want a guy who scores touchdowns or a guy who is hitting a quarterback. Yeah. Really, that's what it comes down to, whether those are, you know, passing the ball, catching the ball, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Uh, you want a top guy like that. You want a guy who's impacting, like, that situation. Now, obviously, a safety, uh, a corner, possibly linebacker, is not making that same effect, but... That's a guy who top five pick for me. Uh, one of my favorite defensive players, like I'm saying, if not my favorite defensive player here, just because I love the versatility. Like I'm saying, any player or any team can go out there and put him in this defense, and he will make that impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Miles Garrett's probably your sure thing number one, but this is just a great pick that I think somebody, you know, even going number five to the Jets. 
the Jets are, are counting their lucky stars in that situation. They're feeling blessed. Hashtag blessed. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's a it's a great pick. You're not upset about that at all. Is that a little hashtag pandering from Mark to uh, our younger viewers out there with the hashtag, hashtag blessed? blessed? Just quoting a little uh, Bruno Mars. Because I hear that song on the radio nonstop. But I think the big thing mm-hmm. with these defensive players is it's going to be interesting to see Who's going to be that wild card? Because right now we're talking about Garrett. We talked about a little bit about Allen only because CBS has him at number one. We talked about Peppers. But there's going I, I have an inkling. There's going to be that guy. Maybe it's an offensive guy. Could be a defensive guy, though, that just catapults off up off the draft boards. A guy sure. who has a phenomenal combine. A guy who has a phenomenal workout where Really, I think the combine mm-hmm. is a little bit more important to me than the workout because you should nail your workout. You're You'd hope. doing it at the most likely the college that you're at. It's a comfortability thing. Mm-hmm. It's you're going through your motions. The combine's a little different. You're outside of your element. I feel like in the end, Garrett, Peppers, Allen might be the top ones, but it'll be interesting to see if like a Jamal Adams safety from LSU. We have um, maybe like a Reuben Foster from Alabama or even like a Tabor out of Florida. If one of these guys, or like a Malik, one position we didn't touch, we talked pass rusher inside, like a Malik McDowell from Michigan State, kind of makes a catapult up a little bit to yeah. get in the top 10. Especially senior, uh, senior games, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to be something that always... Well, I mean, gets that one guy to, to I, really make a difference. I know he's not a defensive player, but really the senior bowls would help Dak Prescott yeah. kind of get into the conversation to mm-hmm. get drafted in the third round. Exactly, and and you never really know with any of this. Uh, so so to me, you know, it's nice to have this first mock draft to talk about, one of these early mock drafts mm-hmm. to talk about. So much is going to change. I mean, even guys we're talking about now are, are going to fall off the face of the earth, and other guys are going to come out of nowhere. Uh, a lot of college football still left to be played, a yep. lot of meaningful games to be played, and teams do make a lot of those combines, of those pro days. You know, they, they really do care about that. Uh, and, of course, you're going to have teams that just purely go, oh, you know, this guy has a lot of potential, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing to remember Really, when we talk about these best players, is so much is going to change. It doesn't really matter. And you also, of course, have the situation of the teams at the top easily can change, and then that changes everything. You know, maybe you got a team like Chicago somehow makes its way to number one overall, and they decide they're not taking a quarterback. Well, there's no way they're going to take Miles Garrett either. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take Miles Garrett. They're set at defensive yeah. end, they're set at pass rush. They don't need it. So. So much is going to change that it's just going to be interesting at this point to see. It's just as it is every single year. When you move forward, let the guys play. Let all the hype start building, all the rumors start going, and Who's gonna that's be, when it gets fun. That's the big thing, and I want to pose this. This is the random question mm-hmm. I'm going to pose to the viewers and listeners. Who's that hype guy? Who's the guy either offensive or defensively that's going to be that guy that gets super hyped and everyone just kind of – rallies around him to be drafted so high in the draft. But before I wrap things up, is there anything with the defensive players that we missed out on? No, I don't necessarily think so. Um, 
I think right now the safest thing to say, of course, is Miles Garrett. You know, he's mm-hmm. that safe guy. He's that safe pick. Uh, and a lot of times things don't change. You got to go with the, the sure thing when you're a top pick. Well, I mean, look at how many times we've seen, oh, this guy's going to be number one overall. And when we get to that time, boom, number one overall is that guy that we were most likely thinking. You, you can't fuck it up when you're number one overall. Mm-hmm. You really can't. But that is going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for either watching on YouTube or listening on Blog Talk Radio. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's, Mark Weber. Also, if you liked it, you liked watching it on YouTube, go check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Just another way for you guys to help support the channel, support our videos, other than hitting that like and subscribe button. If you want to see more video podcasts like we're doing right now, this is a way to make sure that we have the avenues to do that for you guys. So go check that out. The link is down below in the description. But that is going to do it for the Onside Kick this week. I want to thank you guys one more time for either listening or watching. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.